You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Tyler. We got Jim. What's up, boys? Long time no see, boys. As you pointed out, apparently it's been like three weeks. Didn't even know. It's been a while. Been a while. We, we haven't seen Tyler's pretty face. God, I bring it. What better gift to present you on a Friday afternoon? Because even though this is NS9 Live, we are not going live right now. So there's that. But this face, female audience rising look oh, oh look at the youtube numbers right now we have gone from one to zero thanks tyler yeah, that's because you quit watching one female <laughs> quit <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyways though yes so we are live tonight you're watching tomorrow but it's actually today and with that said pirates no game on thursday they had a doubleheader yesterday which was wednesday Pretty much like the only game since, you know, Starbucks that's really transpired as we talked. Um, there's a big series coming up against the Reds, a four-game series. That'll be pretty exciting. So I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about right now? Big is a big word about that series. It's a very big series. Pirates are in third place right now. They sweep the Reds. It's- you know all the damage they could do right now? I look at it as a couple of really bad baseball teams that are going to meet on a baseball field. What are you talking about? The Pirates are in third place. They could sweep the Reds, be a 500 baseball club. Sure. Have you no faith? This is a playoff team. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is going to be interesting, though. I mean, they just they just got done playing the Tigers, right? Two game series, split the doubleheader. The Tigers are also not a very good baseball team. But I would say they're probably about on par with the Pirates, you know, talent wise. Uh, Cincinnati, though, like I don't know. Have you guys? I've watched a little bit of their, a little bit of their games. They are so bad. Like they're not even just like all these games they're losing too. They're they're getting blown out. They have a negative eighty-seven run differential. It's May fifth right now. They have and this three start a week late. It's it's May fifth, and they have three wins. They are three and twenty-two. It's the worst record to start a season in the history of baseball ever since they they integrated. So like. It's been like ninety. It's been like ninety years since a team has started this bad. They are Jim, like you a, just. You said all that, and you also said, "I've watched some of the Reds baseball games." Why? What is wrong on, with you? Well, I mean, they're on TV, so I'm going to watch them. Um, I haven't watched like entire games. I'm not sitting down and saying, "Oh, let's watch the Reds game," but like when I'm watching MLB beginning or whatever and they're jumping around they always show the reds just being 
terrible. So listen, like I paid money, yeah, bought a ticket, sat in a movie theater for an entire existence to watch Freddy got fingered. Like sometimes you just need to see terrible things. Yeah, and watch enjoy that it. for home for free. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know if it's under the same name, but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't your I dog. Mean, whatever you do in your personal life, I don't care. <laughs> Going back to the Reds, though, <laughs> um, I mean they're terrible. They're just they're terrible. I I, I want to pull up their lineup for today, like just to read off these names and tell. Like I'm just going to read off last names and tell me if you can give me their first name. All right, let's play this game. We're gonna play a game. Sure. Is Tyler here? There he is. Yeah. There he is. Nope. So leadoff hitter, leadoff hitter, Friedel. I was actually concerned about Tyler. I don't remember what the game is. I'm going to be no, 100% I honest. I didn't, I didn't listen to you. The production side kicked in, was. and I saw no. Tyler disappear. Right. So let's play the game. Name the, first, name the first name of the red. So, so today's lineup. Oh. It sounds like a Mark. Friedel. Friedel was their leadoff hitter. Sounds like a Mark to me. Fred. TJ Friedel. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Batting second. Drury. Brandon. Or it could be Shiny. That's kind of awesome. Maybe Brandon, like a... It was Brandon Drury. Yeah. It was Shiny Drury. Shout out to yeah. DJ Khaled. Okay. And then we've got Tommy Fan, Tommy Fan, Mike Moustakis, Tyler Stevenson, Colin Murray. Come on. Come on. You got to keep playing have, the game. Hold on. Hold on. But then we've got Reynolds. Brian. BJ. Matt Reynolds. <laughs> Shortstop, <Mark>. Matt Reynolds. <laughs> All right. Dawson. <laughs> Designated hitter, Dawson. I feel like a DJ there. Sounds good. Ronnie Dawson. Was there oh, who the hell names are here, Ronnie? <laughs> um, and then Albert Elmora Jr., you know, rounded off the lineup, but like these guys, I don't know who these people are. And like, they're not young prospects by any means. These are all like 28 to 30 year old dudes in their lineup. <laughs> that I've never heard of before. It's you probably do it with it, the pirates as well. It's completely pathetic. I'm a pirates fan. You could probably throw fan meter at me and I'm still not sure of his first name. You know, it's sad. Van meter probably is an upgrade there. Like as a reds fan, and as a red front office member, you might actually look at Van Meter and say, you know what? I think we could give him a shot. Over Matt Reynolds? <laughs> if that was his name, yes. <laughs> I think I would argue that's pretty inter- interchangeable. We Matt need Reynolds that. Is, 30, is 31 years old. We need that, I don't uh, know who that human is. Mike Tomlin quote, right? The nameless gray faces. <laughs> like yeah, like the forty man roster from this offseason, right when their lockout should have just carried over and just still been the team roster. Like they all should have had the gray faces there. So they actually have a guy on their team. If you go to their roster, he doesn't have a picture. It's just a gray <laughs> face. <laughs> His name is Alejo Lopez. He doesn't have a picture. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, so, so I'm like literally we're expecting the Pirates to lose all five, right? Like every game. 
I mean, I, I would I would expect the Pirates to take three out of four. Like, I know we're awful, but we're not this bad. This is a terrible. I mean, this is this is honestly one of the worst teams I've ever seen. It's one of the worst teams I've ever seen. It's got awful bad. And like honestly, so think about put the pirate fan cap on your head, right? Think about this pirates team, the pirates team to have for the past few seasons, how terrible it is to watch these games. And then you you know, the, the blunders we have. I mean, the, the pirates are just like on national media, but for the wrong reasons. We now have the Cincinnati Reds to thank because they've taken over. You know, I mean, like, we're still bad. It's it's still the 2022 Pirates. And, yes, for all the stuff I talked about, Tyler, the playoff team, that was clearly a joke. There's no sincerity to that. This is a bad team. But when you have a team like the Cincinnati Reds and the way they're playing right now, and knowing you get to play them, like, this is a very, very good moment of my life. Because like, you guys saw. You, you, you saw how, I mean, the Pirates, think about it. We had the rundown last year, right? Then we had the missed catch to lose the game in the infield. The Reds missed three pop-ups in a row. In a row. Three straight pitches. In a row. Three straight pitches ended as a pop-up, and neither of them were caught by a Red. (laughs) You just imagine Bob Nutting telling Pirates fan, where are you going to go? Yeah. I can't believe, like, well, (laughs) he first made the comment earlier in the day, and then he, like, doubled down on it. Like, that's what made it worse is he just, like, doubled down on what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? You're a Reds fan. You'll always be a Reds fan. <laughs> and then they, they immediately go out and they lose 22 out of their next 25 games. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. Today, Hunter Green, right, the big prospect, throws, like, 129 miles an hour, five home runs in 2.2 innings, eight earned runs. It's just so bad. Oh, in his defense, I mean, he probably just didn't earn that call up. Kind of like O'Neill Cruz. Is this a transition, Tyler? You have something to say, Tyler? If I hear that one more time. If I hear that one more goddamn time. (laughs) I was driving home from the fields today. I think it was Jason Mackey. I don't know. It was Paul Zeiss and I think Mackey. And I, I like Jason. He does a good job on the beat. I think it was him. It sounded like his voice. And he was talking about Odell Cruz with like a 500 OPS, this and that, and how he hasn't earned that call up. He's not beating the door down. And the parts aren't just going to hand it to him. That's all they do is hand out call-ups to these scrubs. They got Josh Van Meter and Cole Tucker never earned a damn thing in his life. What has Cole Tucker earned? He has never proven to be a major leaguer. Baseball-wise, nothing. But damn, he's got Vanessa Hutchins. So, like, he's earned... (laughs) I don't know what he did to earn her, but, like, he's getting wins all over the place. We're not really doing much. Well, to be fair, like to your point, like he wasn't even called up because he was good. He was called up because there was an injury and they needed him. And it was, then oh, it was weird. just like he just stuck around. It's weird. Like what spot are the Pirates in right now? Injury. Could use a middle infielder instead. We're just going to let him trot out there to left field and try to learn that position. 
there is no planet where you can tell me O'Neill Cruz does not deserve to be called up right now because of his AAA numbers. Because he's, in my opinion, he's bored out of his mind. And if he's not, oh, well, let him come up here and learn something legitimately. But don't give me the, he hasn't earned it yet because you got to earn your major league appearance. All they do is hand out these quad A players major league spots. So let me ask you this, but I'll go go ahead, Jim. Yeah. So let me ask you this. So like, I, I, I think all of us are 100% in agreement that, you know, O'Neill Cruz should be on the team, right? Uh, Like he should have broke camp. He should have been the opening day shortstop. He should be playing shortstop every day. He wasn't right. And he was sent down to triple a. And I mean, as much as I still think he deserves to be in the majors, he has been pretty bad in Indianapolis, right? So I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Can you really, can you look at him and say, Hey, you know what? We, we gave you these things to work on, work on. He clearly hasn't achieved anything that they would have said to have achieved right up to this point. So, like, can you bring him up right now? Jim, I think you answered your own question with your air quotes. Because they told him he needed to, quote, unquote, work on things. Like what? Nothing. And whatever the second point was, because I already forgot. Quote, quote, whatever the pirates are feeding the media, doesn't matter. You can't tell me that he hasn't earned it when Josh Van Meter's up here, when Cole Tucker's getting starts. I don't care. He earned it long ago. I agree. So here's how I'll, I'll say. So like I'm mixed. The Pirates fumbled it from the get-go. We all agree, and it's the absolute fact. I don't care your stance on this. You're wrong. Like I'm drawing the line in the sand. You're wrong, okay? You can tell me all you want. You're wrong. He should have been here day one for multiple reasons. We've hammered those time and time again. So I'm not going to lay them all out, but for just for the incentive of rookie of the year, he should have been here just for the fact of what everything Terrington says that AAA is not a development league. He's done what he's needed to do to get here. Just for the fact of the, the player centric environment that also Terrington's trying to create, he should be here. And just for the fact of his production that he's done every day up to that point, he should be here. So these triple number, AAA numbers shouldn't even exist. Then we shouldn't have to be worrying about them because he should be in Pittsburgh and we should be evaluating his Pittsburgh numbers. So the issue is he should be in Pittsburgh regardless. They created this whole ideology that he needs to learn outfield halfway into spring training without even telling me he's an outfield glove to, to do work on it, right? So they fumbled this as well. So my other thing too, I, I kind of side with Jim. They screwed it up to begin with, but here we are. So at this point in time, Based on what he's doing, I also find it a hard time to call him up. I can understand why a guy who's batting, he's 0 for 20. He had last 20 plate appearances, no hits. Right. So, like, even though he's struggling, he, he's at his like his lowest at this current point of time in his lowest season. So, like, I get that. But I'm not here to put like thoughts in his head too and tell you, like, oh, He's just pouting 
or he's just taking it bad or whatever. I'm not going to the psychological part of that. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate that much. But what I will say, I already forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Holy hell. What was I going with that? Like at some point, like he, he does have to show that he does. He can, he can handle his current level. I mean, Oh, I think oh, I know where I, I want mean, to go with it. Is I'm that sorry. what we're saying? Yeah. Like, to, to pick, oh, you are right, but he is at his lowest. But the other thing about this too is Tyler's point about what has Vamator done? What has Cole Tucker done? I also don't truly care too much about other players. Like when it comes to development, I'm focused on you. Like what is best for your development? Just because someone stinks in the major leagues, to me, doesn't mean I have to put you in here. Because you could say the same thing with Mason Martin. You could say, well, Yoshi sucks. So just put Mason Martin here. But honestly, that's probably not best for Mason Martin. So do I want to put him in a bad situation just because someone else stinks? Because ultimately, you could say that about almost every player. Like, AAA just needs to be here because look at this Pirates team. You know? So, like, I don't like to use that as an example either. Like, Van Meter can suck. Great. Coltar can suck. Great. But to me, that doesn't dictate whether O'Neill Cruz should be here or not. O'Neill Cruz and how I view him in his development process should dictate, which again, go back to spring training, that point in time, dictated he should be in the major leagues. So I do agree with you. It's a little bit disappointing that he hasn't bang, like just beaten that door down mm-hmm. at the AAA level. But at the same time, I just don't want to hear about how these players need to earn it. When you have a hand, like more than a handful of guys at the major league level that are there just because they're of age and cheap. At some point, you've got to put your money where your mouth is. And like, it, like I just said, he, it would be way easier to argue this if he were just mashing the ball in triple A. And he's not. We all know that. But the Pirates also put themselves in a really bad situation because was he going to go down there and mash in AAA after everyone and their mother knew he should be in the major leagues? You would argue you, Mm -hmm. I mean, you would hope he would, but I think a lot of people saw it coming that we're sending them down just to go kind of piss off for two months and we'll call him up whenever his service time is more fitting for us. Yeah. I mean, I think I I could go either way here. Um, Again, I, I think he should be here to begin with, but now that he's not, going back to it. I don't know if you can call up somebody who, like you just said, Donardo is like, Oh, for his last 20 or whatever it is. Um, and just like not really showing any signs of life at triple a, like, I don't know if you can call someone up like that because then you're like, what is best for him? Like what's best for him is to get going. Right. So I do think though, that as soon as he shows like the first sign of life, like the very first sign of life where he's like, I things are clicking again, then it's time. Like you don't give him, you don't say, okay, well, you know, keep this up for a month. Right. Uh, It's, it's like, as soon as he shows you that he's good to go, like as soon as he shows you that he can, uh, that, that he's comfortable with where he's at right now, I think then you, then you make the move. So I, 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 like, 
am I calling him up tomorrow for tomorrow's game? I probably wouldn't. But if he plays really well Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't think there's any reason why he shouldn't be here next week. I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like it, it's that it could be that quick. I think that's fair. So like the other thing I want to point out too. Okay, and I think I talked this about in our, in our group chat, but there's something I keep going back to and keep thinking. I at one point in time was on the move cruise outfield train when he was in like in, in high A. I think you know I was like just do it now. Like this isn't going to work. Why wait? And I've come around since then. A lot of it just talking with you guys and discussion, right? Just different things. And of course, the fact that like as he's gone through, you just keep hearing people talk more and more, right? Scouts, everyone just saying how like I think this could work out. He could be a a, a shortstop. You know, and we're at the point where it's like, well, just find out if he can. Like, just find out if he can now or not. Then worry about it later. But when I was saying all that, that he should move, this thing will never always, always stands out where Tyler, you mentioned how you didn't want to see it happen. And the biggest reason you want to see it happen was he is going to get paid. He is going to produce with the bat. You don't want to take away from the bat. You don't want him to learn a new position, learn all this, hinder development of the bats, and now you've screwed him up, right? Let him keep playing shortstop. Let him develop that bat. And then if you want to worry about it later, worry about it later. So Galaxy Brain Denardo right now is thinking, okay? They fumbled this all around. And, and again, like part of this is a, some bit of facetiousness, right? But they go into this offseason because, again, you question it. Like if they had this thought, why didn't they tell him to learn it in the offseason? Why they wait halfway into spring training to tell him to like, oh, you're going to learn, you know, the outfield. Well, you don't want him to do that because you want him to go to AAA. You want to manipulate service times. So you want him to go to AAA. So you don't tell him until last minute. And now at last minute, you got to work on your outfield. And now what's happening is what Tyler said, right? So you're focused on this. You're worrying about this. You're taking away from the bat. They knew he was going to struggle, and now that's going to save face for them. So they tell him last minute you learn outfield, realizing he's going to struggle in the minors. He struggles, and now you can say, told you so. Because if he did light it up in the, in the, in the minors, now you look silly. You make that decision hard. But if he struggles... You can say, well, there's a reason we got to keep him down. So that's why they waited till the last minute to tell him to learn outfield. That's why they put on this so they can hinder himself from hitting. Again, I'm not totally sincere on that, but, but, but I don't want to give them that much credit for like thinking that far ahead. I think they just completely fumbled the entire situation and have no idea what they're doing because they're a bunch of morons that traded Joe Musgrove for nothing and. Connor Joe is out there raking. <laughs> Don't do it, Tyler. We're not... <laughs> Pre-show, we just said Tyler's going to go on a tangent from Connor Joe, and here it is. We're just going to lead nope, into Alex no Dickinson's talk because Alex Dickinson was DFA. Had to sneak him in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, well, and the other thing, too, that's, that's kind of dumb about this whole thing is he's not down there playing out. Was it three like or he's four played, games he's played? He's he's played 21 games so far, and he's played in left field two of them. Mm. So it's like they're not sending him down there to learn left field. He's not playing it. So that's just 
just an excuse that they, they never even went forward with. He's he's their shortstop. Yeah, but I mean, Josh Van Meter, Cole Tucker are blocking him, so. And Kevin Newman. He's got to earn it. On the IL. He's got to earn it. Do we keep do we keep pounding the table about O'Neill Cruz? Do we move forward? Because I feel like next week we'll be talking about this again. Yeah, we will. I think I've said enough about O'Neill Cruz between podcasts and Twitter that Yeah. Yeah. I mean Well on next week's this talk about O'Neill Cruz, we'll pick up. But for now we'll move go. on. Next week he'll be up. How about that? Because we'll have a good weekend. Next week, the middle of June. Does does he and Rosie come up at the same time? Probably. Is, is, it, is it like the Reynolds and uh, Newman? Ron, well, Rosie gets a little bit extra time because he was up here for you know two weeks. Yeah, so, so he's got to, next week July. He won't be ready. He won't be ready until two weeks after. Yeah, that'll be in the rotation. Which is why they're stretching Rosie out down there. Yeah. Yet he, he can't do in the majors. Pitching the exact same amount down there as he was out of the Pirates pool. Like they they have him going three innings. No. Yeah. Because right, so he's getting next? blocked by. I don't even know who's on this in this rotation. I don't know. Well, oh no, my Zach god! Thompson, I hate this hey, So something we can talk about. Yeah, Zach Thompson pitched out of the bullpen yesterday. So that was kind of surprising. Uh, not really sure what that means. Um, and then I will say this, like they've got this whole Dylan Peters, Bryce Wilson, uh, opener piggyback situation going, and it has worked really well, um, for both of them. Dylan, Dylan Peters is basically the best pitcher in baseball (laughs) at this point. (laughs) I mean, you can't, if you, if you, I, you can't, I mean, you, he has the best ERA in baseball. No one has no one has scored against him. Um, and then Bryce Wilson, after looking really pretty inept, um, his first few starts, last two times out, four four innings, one hit, four strikeouts, no runs. Uh, that's piggybacking off of of Peters, and then piggybacking off of Peters again, three and two thirds. No earned runs. There were some unearned runs because the Pirates defense was just terrible in the first game yesterday. Um, but six strikeouts. I think the strikeout numbers were are kind of the most eye-popping to me because his first three starts, he only struck out six people. He also walked eight. Right. So six strikeouts, eight walks. They put him in this piggyback situation. He's now done 10 strikeouts, one walk uh in, in those two games. So He's looked okay. I, I'd like to see them just kind of continue that. But yeah, Zach Thompson pitching out of the bullpen was interesting. I wonder if that just had to do with, again, they there was one game in four days, so it, it was probably just giving him some innings. It was probably also that he stinks. Maybe it's both. Like we got to get this guy work because he's freaking terrible. But let's he's gonna stay in the rotation because we got till July to. With Ramsey. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I just found that interesting. 
Um, it's one of those things where it's like, well, let's find out what happens the next time he's used to make anything of it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it a big deal, but I found it interesting. Does that lead to something more? Is there, you know, a, a change that's coming place? I don't know. But I want to go back to Peters and, and Wilson too, because absolutely correct. We, we've kind of hammered and talked about how terrible this rotation is and especially how terrible they're terrible. And then the first and second innings of their starts is even more terrible. I mean, it's pathetic. They're the worst pitching staff in baseball when it comes to the first and second innings. So like the opener made sense and they're using Peters and not so much like a one inning opener. It's not so much like let's get the, through the first three or four guys. And then your guy comes in like Dylan Peters pitching two or three innings. And his last time, I mean, he pitched 3.1 innings last time out. That's as much as most fourth. starters have gone. <laughs> you know, like really, you mm-hmm. could say he wasn't even an opener. He, he was a he was a pirate starter that day. But you're correct. So far, in these two times that they've used utilized it, it's worked perfectly. Bryce Wilson has looked solid, which is a huge upgrade from what he was. He's looked terrible beforehand. You know, so like it is definitely working. So I'm definitely intrigued on this going forward, how it's going to be utilized. and But, of course, big props to Dylan Peters because without his season, this doesn't work. So, I mean, it, like you guys said, it's working perfectly. Bryce Wilson was an absolutely incompetent pitcher who would walk as many as he struck out, and all of a sudden he has a strikeout pitch. Like, I don't know, and – Dylan Peters somehow is competent this year. It's one thing this team is doing that is working. Yeah. So, not just competent. <laughs> like he's, yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a, it is kind of crazy. It's been, you know, like, it's been different though with him in that opener role. Like out of the pen, he was yeah. kind of like he got the results, but it wasn't great. In the opener, he's been lights out. That's fair. That's also fair. I mean, because he was good. Like he didn't have a hit at all. Was his first hit his last start? Start. I mean, he pitched like ten hitless innings to start the year. Yeah, right. But the, but to the Tyler's point, and... it wasn't as if it was. It's not like if David Bednar pitched ten and no hits, and you're looking like, oh my god, he looks ridiculous. When Dylan yeah. Peters did it, you're just kind of like, well, wow, like how that happened, you know? So like to Tyler's point, I get that side, but you're seeing more of that side now when he has started. Like he actually has looked good. Yeah, no, he's look good. Um, that's work. Like I said, it's been working. I think the Zach Thompson thing, just to go back to it, he hadn't pitched since uh, April 29th. So he was at basically six days without pitching at that point. So I think that's all that was, was just getting him to throw some pitches. I wouldn't expect him to, to leave the rotation. Okay, well, there goes our hopes and dreams. Thanks for crushing them, Jim. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So so that happened. Come on, Tyler. I was waiting for the transition. What are you doing on your phone? I was looking at Dylan Peters' numbers. Okay. Fair enough, then. He actually, I mean, yeah, he was okay out of the pen. But, I mean, it's just he had that one opener that wasn't great, but he still made it through. I don't know. It, it's working. It is what it is. It won't work for long because we're the Pirates. <laughs> to be fair, it's also Dylan Peters. 
you know what I mean? This shouldn't be happening based on it, it is Dylan Peters. Yeah. So I mean, it's also a it team is. that just really needs to make it as many games as they can without burning out so many arms. And you gotta get creative with it. Good luck because there. they did nothing to add in the offseason. And yeah, that, I think that's the most interesting part here is just kind of how they're piecing everything together to get through these games right now because we're not seeing starters eat innings. It's just not happening. So it's almost like they have a – it's almost like they have like a seven-man rotation. You know, and if you include Peters and Crow in there, it's like those seven guys, it's like, okay, you seven – we need you to pitch six innings, like between the seven of you get 18 outs. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's kind of like what they're doing. And it's, I mean, it hasn't been terrible up to this point. And before when they were also throwing in, uh, you know, your Jorge was doing it for a while. Like if they were losing, um, Contreras was, was doing that role for a little bit too. So they've got less guys now who can do that. So that that's kind of probably going to be the curious part to me is just like how long, how long can this work? It right. would definitely work yeah. if they would have just picked up Wade Miley, who hasn't thrown a pitch this year. Right. But anyways, and then right, like you can't expect Will Crow to just do what he's doing all year long, and Dylan Peters. We'll have to hammer that too much. But another thing I do I just want to go back to Dylan Peters because I did throw shade at him, like it's Dylan Peters, he shouldn't be doing this. But to be somewhat fair, and it's kind of like to the whole Will Crow intrigue that Tyler and I had. I did have a little bit. I do recall too talking about Dylan Peters last year because of the the changeup. But I feel like the moment I talked about it, he like had this horrible outing, and I was like, "All right, guys, just forget it." Like I was just, I'm a dummy. It's it's Dylan Peters. When you look this year too, like his changeup is dominant, and he's throwing it predominantly. Sixty-two times he's throwing it. Fifty-four. I'm sorry, twenty-eight point seven percent. Then his fastball is four seamer 26.4, his sinker at 23.1. His batting average on the changeup, zero. Like it is his best pitch. And that was one thing that stood out last year. Like when he came to the Pirates, like the changeup has improved. Like he, he did whatever he did with it. That's carrying over to this year. So yeah, like part of me feels like this isn't Dylan Peters and this won't stand up the entire time. But there was something that has changed, and so far it's been successful. So, right, like maybe Dylan Peters just is simply a different pitcher now. You want to pat yourself on the back anymore? No, it wasn't. I'm not even <laughs> trying to do that. I'm just trying to say, like, I did throw, like, I did say he's Dylan Peters and he sucks, but realistically, maybe that he doesn't. So, I don't want to be too pessimistic on Dylan Peters right now and just call him trash. When he's you know he's showing up and being good, there is maybe something more to Dylan Peters right now. That changeup is really really good. Go ahead and straddle that line, Donardo. Take a side. That's what I do best, man. Either he stinks or That's he doesn't. Why, hold on, hold on. Let's. Gotta. Oh no, I got I can't do it. I was gonna put me in the middle of you two, but it doesn't work this way. So, you know, you mentioned. You know, he's Dylan Peters, right? And and yeah, nothing has really changed, I feel like, with Peters. Um, but 
just something about him this series. Maybe the command's just a, a tick better. Um, than because because nothing else is really all that different from what I'm seeing here. Like we're not we're not seeing like a an astronomical difference in any of his pitches. It's just maybe he maybe he's just putting him in the right spot. It's part of pitching. <laughs> I don't really want to listen to the pitching. Yeah, I just don't want to listen to Jim talk about players at this point when he thought Diego Castillo was going to get sent down. What a dummy. How about that? Maybe maybe a little bit of a talking point. I think we all were surprised that the the rosters had to be trimmed, right? The pirates cut all the pitching. That was kind of surprising, especially yeah. again, like these and starters Jim can't go more than three innings. Diego Castillo would be the one to go down. What a dummy! Well, I mean, he is I mean have you looked at Diego Castillo's numbers this year? Have you looked at Josh yeah. Damier's numbers? Have you looked at Cole Tucker's numbers? Yes, but Josh Vanmeter doesn't have options. Good. You know why has no options? Because options. he's used all of his options. He's out of options. He's, that's he's got one just option that's no longer be an made, player. Why I made the prediction because this team has shown over and over and over again that they make decisions based off of options. Who has options? Not necessarily who's better. You know, Jim. What you ain't got all the answers. I was hold on though. I was right on the Swinsky part. Everybody was saying Swinsky was going to be the guy to go. He was everybody. I, yeah. Everybody said it was going to be Sawinski and then um, what's he? Fletcher, one of those pitchers. This right? is his own little right. Fletcher Sawinski. That's what it was. Um, but I was like, no, nah, I think they learned their lesson on the defense part. Like they want to have some competent outfielders out there. I think Sawinski's going to stay. That's why I picked Castillo. Was I, I thought they were going to roll with 14 pitchers. And I thought Castillo was going to just be sent down because of the options. And he hasn't really been playing very well, for being honest, right? He hasn't. Yeah, I mean, he has a 61 weighted runs created plus. He hasn't. And a negative. What is expected? Okay. Woba. 248. What's his expected? Woba. 320. Oh, 320. Well, really I just want to say, you're right, Tyler. Like, no one was saying been bad. Things. Jim's just creating things in his yeah. mind. Just like the people yeah, on Twitter, they're saying how when everyone wanted Cole Tucker to get called up, nobody wanted that. That didn't happen. And this is Jim just saying all these things, all these people wanted this stuff. No one, that's just <laughs> in Jim's head. No one was saying Sawinski. Come on, Jim. Like, You're better than Jim. this. Let's get rid of like one of the two middle infielders left on this team. There's like eight the- middle infielders on this team. They. <laughs> And they all suck. Ooh. They're all middle infielders. Are Cole they? Tucker, Castillo, Michael Chavis, Dio Castillo, Josh really, Van Meter. I'm going to be. They're all middle infielders. They're all middle infielders. I think he's corner. Michael Chavis played shortstop the other day. He stinks. You know who else Not is a middle played, infielder? Actually. He's playing pretty well. Cabrian Hayes. That's where I was getting. That's why I for said like two. an inning for like an inning at a time. It's I don't know what hey, they're doing there. To be hey, 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 hey. I'm going to be honest with you. I would give it more of a look. That's all I'm saying. 
if O'Neill Cruz going to learn a new position, I'll allow third base. <laughs> if we're going to get weird with it, let's get weird. Let Cabral. I mean, it's good to know if he can play it in a pinch. Like just well, he plays there half the time, anyways. If you're if it's a left-handed exactly. hitter, he's playing shortstop. He's playing the shortstop position. Exactly, and but he's got the range. His value will, could go through the roof if he can play it competently, but maybe not because he plays third base so well. I don't know, but just if he plays it slightly above average, I mean, it helps out a lot. I feel like he'll play it way, way better than slightly above average. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, I think his skills translate well to the shortstop position. I was um, just being conservative. And I mean, we, I've, I, we've all brought this up. Yeah. I brought it up probably a year or two ago. We're like, hey, let's, think why don't we try first. this? You know, you talk you about know, me patting my back, it. Tyler. Well, I brought it up like, I, at least one or two I years. Think I brought it up. I, first. I, brought it up. I think I brought it up first. I think if we go back to the tape. I brought it up first. (laughs) Well, hey, we're recording. I'm pretty sure I remember. Donardo, go back. Go back to you. Maybe this has voice recognition. Can we? Can we go back to the (laughs) to the first time that we said Hayes and shortstop like within a five second interval? I'm pretty sure I can do. You know what? I'm pretty sure it was the episode after Blake Snell got pulled early in the World Series that I brought it up. Jeez, Hold I don't remember when up. it was when I, I brought know. it up, but it was before any time that Tyler did. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure like, if you we were back on the show episode, yet, and I brought it up. I, I so brought I'm up as a pretty guest. Sure if you go back, drunk talk that episode, to Kutch. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty sure if you go back to that episode, Jim's like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm a look. I'm gonna maybe look. It's worth looking. Whatever episode it is that Blake's. Sn- Whatever episode after Blake Snow got pulled early in the World Series that everyone lost their mind about, I'm pretty sure that's the one that I and brought it up. Is, and Jim was like, you know what? I never thought about that. It would be on video, too. It, I mean, if it's that yeah. age, it would be on YouTube oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. So, I can tell you where I was. I was upstairs. Your mind, a beautiful mind, it's terrible looking outside. It's a horrible exoskeleton. I brought it up. You, you did not bring it up, but what I brought it up. Let's let's look it up. Let's we can find this out. And it wasn't Tyler. Just find out the date that Blake Snell got pulled in the World Series. Look up the episode after that. Pretty sure I brought it up during that episode. Well, even if you brought it up during that episode, it still could have been brought up before that. By no, because I'm pretty sure you episode. you sat there quietly and were like, "That's a good idea." Your reaction will determine. That's true. If you don't have that reaction, then I will be forced to go back and try to find it. But if you had I mean, that reaction if, that Tyler's saying, then hands down, Tyler was the first. I'm. I think my reaction episode, was. It's very impressive I think, that I know that. I think my reaction was, yeah, I think I brought that up like four months ago. Now I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure your reaction was, was probably this. You know what? I understand why we brought you on here because you're so smart. But anyways. All right, so enough. If of I can nail down the episode, Ray J. Can we move on with the show? <laughs> Short and sweet, we said. We're here talking about who said it first for an hour. 
Yeah, me. <laughs> All right. So what's next on the agenda? I don't know. Uh, right. Is Brian Reynolds back? Back where? Is Brian Reynolds back? I don't know. He's getting there. I, I'm not. I'm not jumping off the cliff saying he's back, but I'm encouraged of where he's going. I didn't think he ever left. He definitely did. <laughs> he's pretty, pretty, he he pretty bad there for a while. <laughs> then where has he been? He's fine. He's on a four-game hit he streak. Just had to get on time. Four-game hit streak. Two doubles yesterday. Uh, his May, right? Three games so far in May. He's looked very good. Weighted runs created plus all the way up to 96. He's basically league average now after just a putrid April. Right. And that's why I'm encouraged. Never thought he left. He looked terrible. Right. He's performing terrible, but he also just looked terrible. At this point in time, he doesn't look terrible. So to me, it's coming back. I'm waiting for, and maybe this is the start. But the Cincinnati like series could easily be the star. Like I wish he was playing against Hunter Green today. He might have had you know two of those five home runs. So Cincinnati pitching, right? He's building up faces Cincinnati pitching. Like he could eat this series, and then he is fully back. And Tyler can pat himself on the back, saying, "Well, he never left. Never left." That's right. I've Cincinnati pitching plus that juice box of a ballpark. There you go. Even better point. I've said he this can, he before. Bunt I for don't home ever runs. worry about Brian Reynolds. I just really don't worry about him. I don't know what it is. Normally, it's just a timing issue. He'll get on track. He's fine. What was the thing? None of us were worried. I don't think anybody was worried about him. But it was like he looks bad right now. So like, yeah, when's but, he gonna? When's he gonna get out of this? I guess. Now, what I'm saying okay. is, I think he might finally be out of it. Sure. Both points. I didn't think I he don't left. think we ever seen him. He's never like really slumped. I mean, granted, he had the terrible 2020 season. I'm not calling it a slump. I'm calling it an awful season. But like I feel like, and that was like a main point in his rookie year. Wasn't it some like ridiculous? Like he never had like a a span. I, I don't know what it was, but like he never like had a slump his rookie year. And like last year, I don't really recall talking about like Brian Reynolds in a slump. Like he's always just consistently performed. So I think this is like the first time outside of, again, like that terrible 2020 season, which is a blip on the map for the most part, that I think we've talked about like a Brian Reynolds slump, which again, kind of goes back to like the Andrew, like this is like the Andrew McCutcheon, like he looks bad. Like Brian Reynolds needs his Atlanta series, right? He needs to be taken out in Atlanta for the series and then just dominate like Kutch did two years back to back. Gay Tyler. See you again, buddy. But yeah, I don't think I, I can speak for you, Jim. I, none of us were worried about Brian Reynolds. It's not as if like is is twenty twenty Brian Reynolds real and are we seeing it? I just think like okay, it's a slump. When's he gonna get out of it? And maybe he's there. But the real story, the real story, Jim. It's not so much Brian Reynolds is he back or whatever. The real story is Daniel Vogelbach. The best leadoff hitter ever, maybe. You could argue, like, if you were watching a game and 
you couldn't tell the difference between him and Ricky Henderson. Same guy. Eye test, numbers, nothing. You know, like just looking at him. Um, is that Ricky okay. Henderson or is it Daniel Vogelbach? I'm not sure. The blazing speed on the base paths. They got the power. They got the on base. It's everything. I mean, as of right now, I mean, we talked about it before, but he statistically is the second best designated hitter in baseball behind Jordan Alvarez. Um, it's Jordan, number one, Vogie, number two. Um, I don't know if, I mean, you could Who's number ask three? for him to be playing any better. Uh, Connor Joe. Connor Joe is oh, number three. Oh, another alley-oop, Tyler. Exactly. Our old, old buddy. But, uh, no, I mean, you you couldn't have hoped that Daniel Vogelbach could be hitting any better than he is at this point in time. He's he's playing better than he did his, all, his all-star year. I mean, he's is Daniel Vogelbach is Daniel Vogelbach an all-star? See the National you know, League somebody has to be hitter. NL All-Star speaking, DH. Somebody from Daniel the Pirates Vogelbach. has to be an all-star. So at this point in time, I think it's easy to say it is either Cabrian Hayes or Daniel Vogelbach. Or Dylan Peters. Yeah, it's Hayes. Mm. Or Bednar. It's going to be Bednar because he's the only one. That, that but you actually you look at Hayes. All day. You look at Hayes, though, and there's two third basemen who are just absolutely playing out of their minds. So it's like he's at least third behind Machado and Arenado. For now. Then I he'll mean, slide a shortstop. And then he'll just kill it. <laughs> I don't see how I don't see how anybody's passing on Machado or Arenado that's, for a while. <laughs> that's the biggest galaxy brain there is right now. The only reason Brian Hayes isn't playing shortstop is so they can suppress his wages. <laughs> yeah, keep him at third they paid base. Him like a third baseman, right? See, keep it third base. Point. You give him that extension. Now they're trying. There now they're goes. allowing him to play shortstop. We're going to ramp up. He's going to become a shortstop. And then they're going to do the same thing to Cruz, where they're going to move him from shortstop to third after yes. manipulating his service time. No, yes. they'll move the right field. Or they're going to force him into this contract extension because they've manipulated him. So he's already lost wages. And they're moving yeah. off shortstop, so he's going to become cheaper. And they're yep. going to make him play third. Yep. yep. I just can't wait to find that video of me recommending Brian Hayes a shortstop. And Jim patting me on the back for what a great idea I had. I can't wait till it's the complete opposite. No, that, that definitely didn't happen. I can't wait till neither of you we'll did. See, like I, I hope we'll it was see. like Tim Williams on here one day. Like just I will it. spend <laughs> my life looking through every episode trying to find it. Well, then I'm not looking. Okay, I, I won't. want you to. So you can you can do that if you want. Right. <laughs> no, I know hey, about, roundabout where it was. But no, for real. Like I want to talk about Vogelbach here. I mean, the guy is just mashing. What a signing he had! I mean, it's way too early to to really, really discuss. But he does technically have the ability to be a pirate next year. Is this? And again, I mean, we talked this a little bit, but is this maybe like the best Charrington free agent signing so far? There's not another choice other than 
Go ahead, Jim. You're going to have credit for this yeah. idea. Tyler Anderson's the other, the other option, probably. Good for you. You had an idea on this show that didn't suck. Like Wade <laughs> Bally. Yeah, I mean, there's no other real option other than Tyler Anderson. Could be Jose Quintana. But right now, sure. It's been three weeks. And right, like it's still been very, very short sample, right? But, but, but by all means, he's performing. And as much as we call smoke and mirrors on some people, it's it's pretty legit. Is it Zips likes him too? Like the rest of season Zips projections has him at a 111 weighted runs created plus the rest of the year. So like Zips has him as a well above average hitter going forward. Yep. I don't know. I've seen a lot of bloop singles. So I'm like, eh, he's so fat though. He beats him out. I think that's what holds me back on him. That I just watch him. I'm like, this guy is so fat. How is he a good hitter? And he's not like he, I guess in terms How of he is. Hitting, like he is a good, not hitter. made the, the correlation. Oh my God! Who is the kid from the uh, Little League World Series? Oh, I mean, I hit dingers. The, the, I hit, I dingers. hit dingers. Yeah. I hit. How have we not done that yet? I call it on the first. I'm making that meme tonight. That's well, I mean, I've Bob. seen. I've seen it on Twitter. I've seen that meme already. Oh, you have. Yeah, Whatever. wasn't Jim's idea? I'm sure it. It wasn't my idea. Jim was like, I, I yeah, I gave out the idea. I but it wasn't your someone. idea. It wasn't your idea. I have idea royalties either, on it. Probably stole from someone. But, like, I don't know. Again, I mean, he has been an all-star, as you mentioned, right? We know the bat kind of there. It's kind of like whatever. But so far, I've loved everything I've seen out of Old Walk. And, of course, he's fun. He's that weirdo that you're talking about, Tyler. Like, he just fits the Pirates. Like, he shouldn't be a leadoff hitter, yeah. right? Jim says, let's get weird. He shouldn't be a leadoff hitter. He's doing it. But he's doing it well. He's doing what he needs to do, and he has power and everything, and he's just a great hitter and such a great player to watch for the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's just fun to root for fat guys. It is, but at the same time, like he like actually when, is when performing. Matt, like I could see a scenario where like he is on this team next year for real reasons other than <laughs> he's fat. Yeah, but like when Matt Adams got skinny, he became way less likable. Yes, but oh, yeah, like he's then definitely he did that cameo because, for Mitch, yeah. and now he's yeah. the most beloved player in the world. Pirates Twitter. I don't know. Just it's fun to root for a fat guy that can hardly swing through the ball because he's so big, and when he runs, his boobs just jiggle. But like to go back to the way he's just playing, he like puts Boring. together really. He puts together fat. really. He puts together really good at bats. Like he sees a ton of pitches. He walks a lot. His eye, he might have like the best eye on the team. I mean, he's constantly getting into to three ball counts, working, working the pitcher. Um, I love him in that leadoff spot, honestly. Like, and I, and like I said, I love having the fact that he is so fat though, makes it even better that he's in the leadoff spot. Cause it's like, you know what? We're not going to be good. So we're going to, our leadoff hitter is going to be this 300 pound short dude who just makes your pitcher work and hits dingers. He can't really do anything else, but that's our leadoff guy. And you got to deal with him. You're going to throw him 10 pitches in the first at bat every single game. 
This guy literally shows up the ballpark, eats two cheeseburgers, <laughs> doesn't play the field. He's going to make your pitcher throw 10 pitches to you. Yeah. And then he, like you said, he might not even own a glove at this point. He hasn't played I don't, inning in the field. I don't know if they have a glove for him. They didn't have an outfield glove for O'Neill Cruz. Do you think they have one for him? No. <laughs> no. And so the one thing about him too, right? So we're looking this year, he has always walked. Like that's kind of why we were comfortable with him leading off. Like he's not your typical leadoff hitter, but no one on this team is. Like they, they lack one. You would probably rather see Vogelbach like as a four, five, six hitter, right? But he's like the pseudo leadoff guy because he walks. And like honestly, he's not even walking a whole like this year a ton. Not what he normally does. You know, like he you look at his career, 15.2% walk rate this year, 8.8. Like he's only really walking about half the time. But I think part of that too is also because he's connecting so much more this year. Like he's hitting the ball way more than he ever has. So I can kind of credit to like what you're saying, Tyler, about maybe some of the bloop singles, like some of that will probably normalize. Yes. Like the average will go down, but he's also connecting a lot and not walking. I mean, think, take it back. He is walking, but not even at his normal rates. He has like an extremely high walk rate. Um, But like he is though connected. So when you look, I know you said like the bloop singles, but he has one of the highest like barrel rates. In baseball, 77 percentile. Um, I mean, he does make contact. He doesn't ch- like he, I don't know. I, I kind of like doesn't chase. Yeah. 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 So the only thing that's really bad is that sprint speed. <laughs> the, the sprint speed is bad. <laughs> Can we talk about how it's not the worst? He's in the four percent. Like, <laughs> like imagine being worse than Daniel Vogelbach. Where uh, where's Roberto Perez? Because that guy is not fast. Let's see. You know who else is a red? Because I went to him immediately. Talk about sprint speed. Colin Moran. Colin Moran's probably right. So Roberto Perez is in the seventh percentile. He's just a little bit faster than Vogelbach. Sprint speed for Moran two two percentile. So Vogelback is faster than Colin Moran. That's amazing. Imagine imagine that. We know Moran's slow. Vogelback should be slow. That's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, look at Vogelback. That's what I mean. He's faster than Colin Moran. He's so fat. He looks like my dog. My dog is fat. Freddy. Yeah. I'm going to call him Freddy Vogelbach. <laughs> Speaking of, where's that fat dog at? Are you going to put a nipple on that beer? I've had it since we started. This is my third one. Eh, you're lying. But I also will if you want me to. I don't know. <laughs> like has anyone actually done that you hear everyone like that's the joke like what if i just show yeah, up I don't think... on a beer one night Cinco de Mayo, you gotta have corona mm-hmm. all right this show's going off the rails anything else to really talk about any more vogelbach we done we moving on moving on out 
Moving on. Nope. Vogelbach's fat. I was right. Pat myself on the back. Pat myself on the Vogelbach. Vogelbach music. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing here? We, <laughs> we're so we're good. We're good. good. We're done. Yeah, so the, we're done. The Red Series coming up four games. I'm excited. It's prediction. One of those things. How many do we? Four games. What happens? They win one. It's a split. So the Reds are going to double their win total for the year. Yep. This weekend. Watch this team way too often. They're going to win one. It's going to be a split. It's a Pittsburgh thing. You lose to really bad teams. Just what teams in that city All they've do. done is play bad teams, though. Not like, this Really bad. think I, about it. I think we take three of four. I think we take three of four. But think about this. At some point, the Reds are going to have to win games. Maybe. You're going off the law of averages here. Yeah, at some point they have to win games. And what better time than against another really bad team? I guess if you're looking at their point of view, right? They could be like, hey, we're th- we've only won three, but we got the Pirates coming into town. I guess that's a fair assessment. Where are the other shoe? And you're thinking as a Reds fan, you're like, well, at least the Pirates are coming to town. Maybe we get some wins here. But they're just so bad. So again, I'm looking at and this it- not so much like, yes, the Pirates get some wins, right? It's not about they've wins won. this year. They've won one game since April 10th. They're going to add three more. Season opened on the 7th. <laughs> they won the opener. Loss, loss, win. And then they reeled off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10. 11 losses in a row. Then they won one game. And then they lost nine in a row. That's what I'm here for. They're one, they're one for their last 21. That's what I'm here for this series. I feel like it'll be cool to finally like, it's gonna be good to watch Pirate wins. Like those are fun, those are exciting. Spaces afterwards, you know, usually pretty fun to talk about. But what I'm really here for is all the blunders that are gonna happen, all the bad baseball that's gonna happen. Like, right, like the stuff we're talking about outside of actual baseball. Again, when you miss three pop-ups in a row, that's what I'm here for. I can't wait for the series to begin just for that type of stuff and then be able to talk about it in a light sense because that happened for the Pirates, but we were on the other end of it. So it wasn't so fun afterwards. I'm ready to see it on the other shoe. Next week, also, four-game series against the Reds. Yes. With what, a Dodgers in between? Eight games... Eight out of eight out of our next eleven are against the Reds. God, I feel bad for beat writers. They got to go cover those. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, then I guess we'll get out of here, huh? Cool. cool I guess. Cool. Well, then we'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Sorry, Chris. See you guys.